You want the facts? We want to share them with you. Together, we'll boldly unpack the deeper truths inside the real estate industry's most relevant issues. This is Getting Real with Rob. Here's your host, Rob Namfeld. Welcome to our podcast, Getting Real with Rob, where we interview guests who play an important role in shaping our region and dig into the real story. Please welcome this episode's guest, Patrick Mumford, who is the president and CEO of the Gaston Business Association. His experience runs the gamut of serving in municipal government in Charlotte, both as a member of city council and then later on as the Economic Development Director and Director of Neighborhood and Business Services before bringing his wealth of experience to Gaston County. Let's get started, Patrick. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's just jump right in. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your experience, kind of what brought you to this this point? Sure. So I, upon graduation from Clemson in 1987, I studied both architecture and construction management. I came to Charlotte and was in home building for about a year and then I got on with First Union, was in corporate real estate there and some other roles for about 21 years. So I had a little bit of corporate experience. And then I served on Charlotte City Council for three terms, back from 01 to 07. And then uh, with the downfall of, of the financial world and Wachovia going away, I, I shifted out of corporate and went uh, back to the city in a different role on the staff side. So I saw economic development, neighborhood development, was at the city for 10 years and been in Gaston, working in Gaston now for four Oh, that's great. During your time at Wachovia, what experiences did you have there? I mean, you you did some things on the development side too there, didn't you? Correct. So I was, as I mentioned, in corporate real estate. So we manage, well, I managed design and construction of facilities, ultimately started with branches and then led to some downtown development in Charlotte, a really, really, really large building. We didn't build a headquarters building back around 2000, uh, but also the green. Some of your listeners may know the green, a little park across from the convention center in Beckler. Uh, so I had an opportunity to lead that project, which was great. And I'm still very proud of how that continues to literally grow and be a part of that dynamic part of the city, which at the time it was not. Uh, so it's fun to see the evolution of these projects. We were talking a little bit beforehand and you have been in your current house for 29 years. Was that right? That's correct. Um, Tell me a little bit about that experience and, and some of your own re, remodeling that you've done yourself. And, and I hope you pulled permits for all that too, right? Uh, I did. For, for the stuff that needed a permit, we did. Yeah, and you can check the records. <laughs> and, the, and the county is charging us for that as well. Yeah, uh, The appropriate amount, right? Not too much. So to answer your first question... <laughs> So uh, it's been a labor of love uh, when we, when I saw the house was for sales, because I lived in South Park at the time and was riding my bike downtown to work and kept passing this house and thought, well, that's a pretty cool little bungalow. And then when we lived in Dilworth, we had a, a, a different house for four years and kind of lost track of that street. We live on Dilworth Road West down by um, kind of Park Road and the, the food line. And um, this house came up for sale and I just saw what it could be. My wife didn't quite see what I saw. So the potential, said, the potential. Yeah, <laughs> she reminds me, that, and I don't remember this, she said, all right, this is not our last house. And I promised her it wouldn't be. Uh, but we've both come to, to really love, not just the house itself, uh, but the neighbors, the proximity to things. I mean, Dilworth, as you know, was developed at the turn of two centuries ago. And so it's very walkable. It's an idyllic place for our boys to have grown up. They still have childhood friends to this day that they see that are back in Charlotte. Um, so we, we don't have any, any visions of, of moving from there. 
That's great. Well, that's community. That's what community is all about, right? Um, okay. Well, I feel like we're just still scratching the surface. So let's bring back uh, what we started a few episodes ago, the lightning round, where we get to know Pat on a quick, precise. I've got several questions here ready. You have to give me quick responses. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, I've got about five of them. So here we go. What's your favorite eatery in Gaston County? Uh, Web Custom Kitchen. Okay, we'll delve into that in a minute. Um, what's your favorite vacation spot? Uh, cycling through southern Spain. Ooh, okay, we might have to delve into that too. <laughs> I enjoyed Spain myself. Sorry. It's less bogging, lightning when you add your I know, I know. I'm bogging, I'm bogging. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, what do you do to, what's your favorite activity to avoid stress or to ease stress? Cycling. Okay. Uh, and where did you propose to your spouse? Uh, my parents' house on the back deck that overlooks a, a lagoon of the intercoastal waterway. And did you ask permission first from her parents? Uh, I did, but there's more to the story, but not in a lightning round. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you could, li- if you could live anywhere else uh, other than here, of course, where would it be? Wherever our boys are. Oh, I like because Mama Bear is. I'm following her. All right. Well, and Happy Father's Day, by the way, in, in advance. Um, okay. So we know a lot more about Pat. I'm, gosh, I'm intrigued. This could be like an hour-long podcast. Let's talk about Spain just real quickly. What part? You said Southern Spain? Where, where about? Yeah, so Andalusia. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, um, it's such a different culture for sure, obviously, but a different way of life. It's more relaxed, at least the parts we saw. Okay. Um, I can imagine there's stress for everybody, but it was just a wonderful uh, opportunity to see a different part of the world. And we were doing it on, on bikes, so that was fun as well. Oh, that sounds, that sounds fantastic. Now, in terms of your favorite um, spot to grab a bite, uh, what is it about? What's your favorite dish there? Uh, the tuna tacos. Because oh. usually I go for lunch. Okay. A spicy or no? No, no, they're not spicy. They're just okay. consistently very good. It's an old movie theater in downtown Gastonia. Uh, Jim Morasso is the proprietor and he renovated the building. Uh, David Wagner, Wagner Murray, architectural firm here in town, with whom I had done a lot of work at the bank. They actually did the work uh, with Jim and uh, he's... It's got a great establishment there. It's, it's sort of the go-to place, not only in Gaston County, but it, there's a regional draw for, for that restaurant. He's doing a fabulous job. Okay. Well, you're starting to make me hungry and it's, it's almost lunchtime. So let's, let's move on um, to, to the Gaston Business Association. Tell us a little bit about kind of what happens there, what you guys are all about, what some of your priorities might be. Sure. Well, just real briefly, many of your listeners may remember Mark Kramer. Absolutely. And um, Mark's last official gig was over in Gaston County. Mark he, Mark is a lifetime member of Rebic, by the way, just FYI. And I think that's appropriate. Yes, it is. Great, great guy. And uh, Mark was running the Greater Gaston Development Corporation in, in Gaston County. And he decided he'd try retirement for the third time. This one stuck. <laughs> and he called and said, hey, I've, I've, I'm leaving. Would you consider this role? So the more we discussed it, the more I realized it was a great opportunity to bring my professional and educational and personal experiences to, to bear in Gaston County. And we'll talk more about sort of the similarities of where they are in the trajectory with growth. But a lot of things I had, I've been involved in here in Charlotte, um, help inform where we're going in Gaston. And then two years ago, that small organization decided to merge with the Gaston Regional Chamber of Commerce. And then we became the Gaston Business Association. So if you think about uh, traditional chamber activity and then some economic development, some strategic, that's that's what our, our organization does on behalf of 
600 or so businesses in, in Gaston and, and the 11, I'm sorry, 13 municipalities there. Okay. Well, obviously growth is a big, is a big topic, um, for what's, what's happening here in the region. What do you, what do you see on the horizon for Gaston County? You, there's, I think there's 12 municipalities. Is that right? Well, there are, there are, there are 12 with their, their municipal seats in Gaston, okay. uh, Kings Mountain, we call the 13th, but the, this, the municipal seat is in Cleveland, but there's part of the, the, um, city geography that's actually in Gaston County. Okay. What are the challenges that you face? I mean, obviously there's, there's the battle of folks want to move in, shut the door behind them. Nobody else comes in. There's also folks that understand the need for economic development, how that brings jobs and other opportunities, community amenities, things like that. Um, what kind of things do you deal with on a daily basis? Everything you said. And um, the nice thing is it's not new to me. I mean, certainly having served in Charlotte City Council in a previous era of rapid growth, uh, I've heard maybe not all, but most of the the negative perspectives of growth and the positive. And, and that allows me to help guide uh, at least some conversation in Gaston about the growth. So it's, it's coming from Charlotte, which is logical, coming across the river. And yes, you can cross the Catawba River. <laughs> uh, I always thought of stop at the Whitewater Center. I didn't realize you could keep going. Uh, you, you can. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not on your bike. But you, can, you, you can. There are, there are some bridges. But it's, it's a bit of a, a last frontier, I think, for Gaston. For, for a long time, there was not development or activity in Gaston. And there are a lot of different reasons for that. But, but now it, it's found. Uh, I think it started, you mentioned the Whitewater Center, and I'm really proud to have been part of the, not the conception, but the very early stage of that project, getting it through city council and um, was on that board for a while. And it's just phenomenal to see what Jeff Wise and his team have done. But it's that outdoor amenity aspect. And Gaston has two rivers with the South Fork River, Catawba River. Um, we have Spencer Mountain, which seems to be like a playground for people in, in Mecklenburg. So I think that was probably the early stage of how people learned about Gaston outside of John Boy and Billy running it down all the time for not having plumbing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and people are embracing what it is today versus what it was. And you know, the textile mills, uh, so it was a rich history of textiles in Gaston. And obviously that has, that has changed. Uh, NAFTA had a lot to do with that back in the early 90s. But those buildings are intact and these 13 municipalities are, are intact. And we have these really quaint downtowns um, that are organic. It's not a new urbanist kind of project that's done. Uh, these were started 100, over 100 years ago. And the trick will be, how do we help maintain that uniqueness of each of the, of the cities and towns while managing the growth? What do you think the overriding sentiment then is locally for that? Like what's, what's the appetite? You know, I don't even really know the over, over, <laughs> overriding sentiment in my house and it's just <laughs> two of us now. But w w what I will say is th there's an influx of people that don't have generational history in Gaston County that are seeing opportunities, seeing all these great things. And we still have a segment of the population that's been there so long, it's hard to see the change. And, and I've been in Charlotte over 35 years, and it's fascinating to me how rapid things have changed. And, and I try not to be uncomfortable with it, but sometimes I think, man, I'm not sure I really like that. Um, 
So this difference is coming at such a rapid pace in Gaston. And you and I talked about that when we had lunch a while back, that mm-hmm. while 30 years of, of, of change in the landscape of Charlotte uh, was sort of the normal progression, I think that's going to be condensed in Gaston. Just, just because we're, again, sort of the last place to go um, invest and, and develop. And so that is that level of change and that speed of change is really going to affect people. And it's important for us to understand what these changes mean to folks. Let's understand the context of that change and the impact of the change. And my message to folks in Gaston, and I even said this at a one of the smaller towns had a budget uh, meeting and vote earlier this week. I went and spoke and I said, we all know change is coming. It's, it, you can't stop it. There are people that would like it to, to stop. You said that. Let's just raise the drawbridge. I moved here. It's perfect. I don't want anybody else because everybody knew is the problem. I, of course, am not the problem. <laughs> and, and that's a natural thing because, I mean, when you invest in your house or you invest in a building, change is risky. So it's this, it's this constant, um, really an education opportunity for our organization, much like yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just not battle about a project. Let's talk about, back to the word context, what's bringing these projects? What's bringing this demand? Everything's relative. You know, people that move here from all around the country and the world. Well, that tells me we're doing something better. We have something that's more attractive than elsewhere. And until that changes, uh, we're going to continue to grow. So let's figure out how to be very thoughtful and intentional and and do that in a way that in 20 years, uh, we'll really be proud of that. I mean, you and I were looking out the window here before we started speaking. I said, this is pretty cool to see. 10 years later, 15 years later, where, where I was a voice in some of the decisions around the park outside and this development. And it's, it's, it's fun to see things working out in a way that you're, you're proud of. Yeah. It's turned out pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, so in that vein, if you were going to give advice to somebody in the development real estate community, and they wanted to bring a project into Gaston or pretty much anywhere that's growing in the Charlotte region. If you could tell them one thing that they needed to do, they needed to be sensitive to, they needed to communicate um, to that community, what would it be? Well, communication takes two sides. It takes the speaking and the listening. And I would say lean more toward the listening side when a project is coming to town. Understand what that community thinks they want. Understand how that change will impact the community so that ultimately you walk away and people are your, if those folks are your best advocate, the elected officials are going to follow suit. Right. But if, if it's a contentious arrangement from the beginning, that's, that's challenging all the way around. And so I, I just see sometimes people come in and they've got a great financial model for a project. And that makes sense to them because they're investment bankers uh, and they move forward. But what they've lost is they're new to that community. That community has desires, has um, fears of change. Understand those to some degree before you jump in with, here's the solution. I've seen it work really, really well when folks do that. And you have a lot of advocates in that when you, you follow it in that way. It sounds like wise counsel. Um, so in terms of our organization, Rebic, what can we do to, to partner with you to support some of the things that you're hoping to do in Gaston County so that we can um, continue to grow the region which includes all the counties, um, in, in an appropriate way to kind of handle this growth um, and prosper from the economic development. 
Well, I'd, so when I mentioned context, uh, I'd say be involved in some of the, the planning efforts throughout Gaston County, even at the municipal levels. Understand the little downtown, their plans for growth and bring that perspective. And I think that's what I'm able to do in Gaston is bring a different perspective from my years in Charlotte. So your listeners and, and your members have tremendous amount of experience in this space of, of development. And they have an opportunity to educate a, a, a different uh, group of citizenry about the benefits of managing growth in a, in a positive way, a meaningful way um, that can balance their, their fears of the change. So I guess really what I'm saying is th think about this work relationally versus just transactionally. And I'm, that's not pejorative. I'm not suggesting people are just <laughs> transactional because if you can't make money, that'd be a foolish endeavor. And we are a business organization. I'm, I, I firmly support that side of the equation. But mm -hmm. let's, let's make sure that we, we also know that this on the ground, it's about, it's about the people that are there. And if you're coming from a different community, then you're a bit of an outsider. So just kind of respect that and see how you can help move these long range plans that communities have. And just because there's a plan in place doesn't mean elected bodies will support that plan. Right. As you know. Right. You, you mentioned <laughs> during the lightning round, I kind of want to get back to this. I can't help myself. So tell me, the, tell me the story about the, pr the proposal. <laughs> yeah. So yes, I, <clears throat> I asked my wife, Lori's dad for her hand in marriage and he said, yeah, that'd be great. And we, then he said, you want to go to the, go to the pawn shop and look at tools. I said, that'd be cool. Yeah. So, um, so that was good. I checked that box and then we were, <clears throat> I grew up in, in South Florida. So we were mm. home at my parents and I'm the youngest of five. Oh, okay. What, and, what uh, town in Florida? Uh, so this was in Stewart. Okay. A little North of Palm beach. Okay. And, um, Laurie and I were there at the dinner table and I think I said something like, well, we've been talking about getting married. And my mom, she just vanished. And about three minutes later, she comes in. Well, here's my mother's ring. And I, and I looked at Laura and I thought, uh, I think my mother just asked us to get married. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little embarrassing. Um, well, now everybody knows. <laughs> right. I know. And uh, that's on me. And I, I own it. Uh, most important person that knows is Laurie. Yeah. yeah. But it all worked out great. My, my parents were just in, in love with, with my now bride. And so they wanted me to hurry up. Yeah. That's and great. We, and we did. So That's I, great. I uh, quickly pivoted and we later that day went out. So it was a beautiful day. And as I said, they were on this little lagoon off of the intercoastal. So it was, it was a very nice setting, but Love it. not what I would have planned. <laughs> well, the rest is history. The rest is history. So, yeah. You have a unique experience having worked on the elected side and the staff side um, with the city of Charlotte. That's not a, not a ton of people have that. Our current mayor, by Lyles does. She did in the opposite direction, but um, she has that same experience. Can you kind of tell us how that was the transition from one side to the other? And then also I'm interested to know, uh, sometimes I overhear conversations between constituents and elected officials and some of the stuff that folks come up with is really interesting. Um, what's the most interesting or random comment question that, that somebody asked you as a constituent, you were an elected official? So maybe it's a little bit off of the question, but I received a letter one day okay. to right. the house. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it was handwritten. And it started with, I saw you with your boys in Eckerd Drugs. And I thought, 
oh no, where is this going to end? Because <laughs> our boys were all boy and they were probably second grade. And I can just imagine that I was you know, yanking them by the back of the shirt. <laughs> but it followed to say, and I watched you allowed them to pick their card for Mother's Day. And it was just great. And I thought, Phew, I, had a, I had a moment of sanity and this guy caught it. But the lesson was people are watching. Yep. And that's not just because I was an elected official. Everybody that's a leader needs to know you can have a bad day, but sometimes that bad day, it takes you 10 good ones to recover from it. Mm -hmm. So that was really powerful. I don't Mm -hmm. think the person meant it to be so. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, another one I I just now remember is uh, an editorial cartoon in the Observer. Uh, This was, I don't know why the... Kevin Sears. Yeah. Did it. He's still there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had, so this is way back, right? So McCrory was the mayor. Okay. Patrick Cannon was on council with me. Okay. And a picture of all three of us there and in our, our pockets of our uh, jackets. That's back when we wore suits and ties to city council. Mm-hmm. Um, way back in the were, day. Yeah, way back <laughs> in the day. Were these sort of classic looking businessmen and it said all the real estate community. I say this because you're, your constituents sure. were like, the real estate community was in our pockets. It's like, okay. Well, I, I was in real estate for a long time at the bank. Those are the folks that I knew. And, and many would probably call you and say, that guy didn't vote for me this time. He wasn't in my pocket. But I always thought that's really funny. So I called Kevin Sears and said, that's awesome. Can I get the original? And he's really good about that. He uh-huh. says, yeah, if you'll make a contribution to a worthy cause, be glad to give you the original. Okay. So I have about three of those now. One around the transit stuff when I was part of the anti-repeal effort and forget what the third one was. Oh, well, it was kind of present prescient in, in some ways, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> unfortunate ways. So back to your experience on both sides of that, uh, did, do you feel like your time as an elect official gave you a better uh, sensitivity and understanding when you were on the staff side and how to kind of relate to elected officials better? Well, I absolutely do. Okay. Um, and I can think one of the, the early conversations about some, I don't know, something we're going to put in the package for the council. And one of my colleagues said, well, we, we, we've given all this information to them before. And I said, hold on a second. Just, just intent and impact are different. Mm-hmm. And just know because you put it in the package doesn't mean one, they read it or, or two, it really stuck with them or three, it was really in their area of expertise so there was an opportunity for me to to take that understanding of serving and then help inform how we would communicate with council. And that was I think that was that was helpful. Presentations and we give a lot of presentations. We gave when I was on the staff to committees yeah. and I would strip out a lot of words so that that's that's not necessary. This is what's important for them to know so they can make good decisions. That's our job. I feel like you could teach a you, you could teach a, the current staff a, a course on that. Not not to say that they're doing a poor job because they're doing a very good job, but they've got a lot to do. And I think having some of that guidance might be a might might be a good direction for them. Well, back to Gaston Gaston Business Association. Before we before we wrap up, anything else that um, you think our listeners ought to know about what's going on out there? What we can do to again to support your efforts and get more engaged and um, be involved? Well, there there's a tremendous amount of activity in Gaston. There's a, a, as I mentioned, a rich history. There's pride in Gaston. Um, new folks are, are, are proud citizens of, of Gaston County, people that have been there six generations. And so it's, it's somewhat unique. We mentioned the number of municipalities. 
I would, I would say just come over to Gaston and experience it. Go to a restaurant. You have to go, you don't have to go to Marasso's place in downtown Gastonia. There are a lot of good restaurants. Um, take a Saturday afternoon and go take a look at the, the thread trail. There's a great network of trails in Gaston, Hike Crowder's Mountain. Uh, and then as you're going through town, just take a look at the feel of the place. It's, um, it's really coming alive. And that's due to an awful lot of folks from the Economic Development Commission and Donnie Hicks and his team, the county, the municipalities, uh, our organization. There are a couple of other chamber organizations. Montcross is in, in uh, Belmont. And we're all, we're all headed hopefully in the same direction. I'm not saying it's, it's easy, um, but I, I believe folks that don't know Gaston might be surprised about what's going on out there. And, and if you have the time, go all the way to the northwest corner to Cherryville, which is a thriving community. And it's one of the 13. It's that the growth is everywhere. It's dramatic, the growth that's occurring. So come understand the part of that. Be a part of that. You don't have to move there, but, but certainly understand it and engage. And we'd love to support you in whatever efforts that, that you or your listeners have. Uh, one note on Cherryville. I believe that is the... At least one point, it was the hometown of the current chair of the U.S. House Finance Committee, Patrick McHenry. I believe yeah, he hails from Cherryville. And he, uh, his sister works with us. Uh, they were in, in Gastonia. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure of the lineage, but I thought they grew up in Gastonia. But anyway, Gaston County for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. we're, pr- we're, we're, we're proud to claim Fair enough. Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> Another Patrick. That's well, right. this Patrick, uh, Patrick Mumford. President and CEO of the Gaston Business Association. Thank you for your time today and thank you for getting real with Rob. Thanks, I've enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to Getting Real with Rob. This podcast is produced by the Real Estate and Building Industry Coalition in Charlotte, North Carolina. Learn more about us at rebic.com. That's R E B I C. We'll talk to you next time.